What are you doing up, sweetheart? Rock and bit my thumb. What? Him's nervous because Christmas is almost here. Nervous or excited? Him's nervous because you don't know if he's getting nothing. I don't think you should be nervous, and you shouldn't be either. Because if you're good, Santa knows it. And if you believe in him, and you believe in your mom, and you believe in your your dad, and if you've been good all year round, Santa Claus is going to bring you something. Sometimes I think all that Santa crap's just bull. If he was so real, how come we didn't get squat last year? We didn't do nothing wrong, and we still got the shaft. <laughs> This is Ed Hoffman, and welcome to the main event. Got a little raspberries going out there from 1972. Forgot how much I like that song. Hey, uh, lots of stuff going on this week. You know, you guys are crashing through the uh, the the uh, malls. You know, uh, Don and I went, and we are our our, our uh, WCC charities uh, sponsored as we've done for the last six years. Uh, this uh, one, this foster care agency in Moreno Valley, and we. Uh, we uh, basically get a list of uh, we got 164 kids this year, and we uh, we basically our employees picked out. I'll take two kids. I'll take five kids. <clears throat> Don and I end up pit, uh, shopping for 49 kids, 20 that we took, and uh, 29 that employees said well they'd kick in the money, but they didn't have time to go to Toys R Us and shop for them. And uh, you know what? I was surprised on Wednesday night and Thursday night that Toys R Us is empty. At this time of year, and I guess the uh, online the online stuff is eating them up. I'm afraid what that's going to do to retail uh, retail office space. But you know what? Uh, I'm imagining this weekend, you guys that haven't haven't done your Christmas shopping, I I just take care of the kids early, and then uh, Don and I take care of our family. We start on December 22nd. That's the Christmas buying season. Uh, you don't have time to shop; you just buy. And uh, so hopefully you guys are keeping your sanity out there, keeping cool. Don't draw your weapon until your uh, until your life is threatened. And uh, you know, just uh, keep it cool. Keep it cool. Keep an eye on your uh, on your Amazon gifts that are coming to your door. Hopefully you have cameras on your front porch. So when the little text comes to you that says, hey, we delivered your package, you can keep an eye out on the porch until uh, somebody grabs it off there. Hopefully someone in your family. And, uh, you know, hopefully you're keeping sane. But anyway, while we're keeping sane, we're going to tell you today what's going on in this country. But first, let me introduce myself. My name is Ed Hoffman, President of Wholesale Capital Corporation, your local direct mortgage lender, located here in Southern California, offices all over the place, lending in California, lending in Arizona. Pretty soon we'll be in a couple other states. We're working out the details and doing some uh, pre-licensing stuff, and uh, and you'll uh, we'll we'll let you know when we're there. But if you're hearing my voice, unless you're on online, you're in California or Arizona. Anyway, if you want to get involved in any of the fantastic opportunities that are real estate and you need financing, call me toll free at eight five five six four zero twenty twenty. That's eight five five six four zero twenty twenty. One last time, day or night, toll free area code eight five five six four zero. 2020. If you want to get in touch with me, but you don't want to talk on the phone because you're calling from work and you don't want all your neighbors to know what you're doing, go to wccloans.com, www.wccloans, plural.com. 
Click on the Loan Center. Click on Apply Now. Give me as much information as you want me to have. Tell me how much information you want back. You'll hear back from uh, me or one of my able-bodied, competent teammates. And if you're talking to them, you're talking to me because we all work as a team. So I see all the loans that go through our team, and uh, we all work together on that. So, uh, But you might hear, hear back directly from me as well. Um, but put it in there and we'll get back to you. We'll give you all the information you're looking for. You know, Hey, I'm thinking about buying a house. Hey, I'm thinking about refinancing. I'm thinking about consolidating my bills. I'm thinking about, uh, Hey, my parents need a reverse mortgage. Hey, I need a reverse mortgage. If you're over 62, we can have that conversation. If you're not, but your parents are, we can have that conversation. So, uh, if you want to hear anything repeated, you can go to edhoffman.net, E-D-H-O-F-F-M-A-N.net. Click on the podcast page. You can, uh, hear this show or any of the past, any of the several past shows. I don't know how many past shows are on there. As many as our computer, I guess, holds in, uh, in memory. Um, or you can get the podcast on SoundCloud or iTunes where you can subscribe for free. Uh, just go to iTunes, search, uh, uh, the main event at Hoffman. You'll see my mug and you can uh, subscribe. It'll download to your, your, uh, computer or your phone or your iPod or whatever you listen to podcasts on. And you can hear it on demand anytime you want. Uh, connect with the show on on uh, social media. Uh, at Ed Hoffman is me. I guess I got on there early because I just started tweeting about two years ago. But I think I signed up for it when it first came out about in 2009. And I just got the at Ed Hoffman. I didn't have to put any numbers behind it. So at Ed Hoffman is where I'm on Twitter. I tweet all week about uh, what's going on. Some, some, uh, some weeks I'm on Twitter a lot and some weeks I'm on Facebook a lot. Um, just depends on who's who's inspiring me if uh, don and i are sitting in front of the tv she goes tweet about that tweet about that <clears throat> everything that anything that angers us or inspires us so uh follow me there the facebook uh page for the show is uh facebook facebook dot uh, com slash the main event at hoffman uh if you want to leave me some comments about the show this is not where you call for mortgage information but the listener hotline is 855-640-20 92. I'll tell you right at the end. So uh, while you're good and worked up, you can uh, leave me a message. Uh, so anyway, uh, in the studio with me, like uh, how long has it been? Three weeks, four weeks? Since I've been here? I think something like that. Okay. So Mr. Scott McAfee, uh, owner of uh, Don's Bikes, if you're looking for a, a bicycle for your kids and you want to buy a high quality or a super high quality or a super, super duper high tech professional mountain bike, uh, or road race bike or something just short of a Harley Davidson, uh, call Scott at Don's Bikes. Absolutely. We're actually doing a lot with electric bikes now. That's kind of cool. Really? It's a new category. Is that like green? So you have electric bikes so you don't have to put gas in so you don't ride a motorcycle? Well, you don't, yeah. And they're actually a lot of fun. They're quiet. Uh, they have electric mountain bikes. You can actually, It's like almost like riding a motorcycle, except it's quiet. It's pretty darn cool. So you could go in a mountain bike com- uh, competition and... No one would know that you have a motor on yours. and You know, won't. there's a whole scandal about some people using small motors in competitions now that's coming out. It's like people just, you know. <laughs> hey, if any. any it's called g- mechanical doping. Any opportunity, somebody will cheat. Yes. It's good to be here, Ed. All right. Good to have you here. So let's uh, let's talk about what's going on. Uh, we'll, we'll do it in chronological order because a lot of there's so much going on in. Well, this first thing's been quiet for the last couple of days, but on Monday, uh, would-be suicide bomber, Akayed Ula. What, what does that guy sound like? Does he sound like a Christian or a, or a Mormon or, a, he or sounds, a Muslim? Yeah, he sounds... I don't know, Ed. I give up. I, I think he's a Muslim. Okay. Uh, detonated homemade pipe bomb affixed to his torso in New York City subway station. Ula 
27-year-old immigrant from Bangladesh uh, who had lived for several years in Brooklyn. He survived the attack uh, because he survived the attack because his crude bomb malfunctioned. And essentially, essentially, and if you've been to, to any gun training and you learn how, how bullets fire, the firing pin hits the bullet and there's a little tiny charge that ignites the big charge, which sets off the gunpowder and fires your bullet out the barrel. Um, so apparently there's a little small, and I learned this from my buddy Joey Jones, who explained it to somebody on Fox News, that uh, apparently the, the small... The small uh, explosion basically just went off and it didn't set off the the big explosion. So basically the only one who got hurt was him, moron. Uh, So uh, it malfunctioned. Ula told investigators his goal was to terrorize as many people as possible. I did it for the Islamic State. I guess I was right. I think you were just playing dumb. Uh, The next day, he was charged with five federal counts, including using weapons of mass destruction, provision of material to support the to provision of material support to the Islamic State and bombing a place of public use. I was surprised that those actual laws exist. Yeah, that one's sort of like kind of self-explanatory. You know, you shouldn't bomb anywhere public or private, I would think. But yeah, I think just hey. using a bomb, right. period. But uh, see, Ula can't... So here, here's the kicker. Here's the kicker for all of you guys that aren't connected, that don't pay attention, that you think Donald Trump is a bad guy because he did this Muslim ban. He's a racist. He doesn't want Muslims in here. <clears throat> and you don't want to know what they're talking about by this, uh, by this lottery visa or these uh, chain immigration. Uh, and you haven't read uh, uh, Ann Coulter's book, um, Adios America. It really explains this a lot. It's a really good book. So, uh, But she didn't pay me to endorse it, so... Uh, I can't talk about it anymore. So Ula came here in 2011 on an F-43 visa. In his case, according to National Review, this amounts to a nephew visa as the number 21 nephew of a naturalized citizen who sponsored his sibling, one of Ula's parents, for a green card. And Ula's uncle or aunt, we don't know, only got here in the first place because they had a lottery visa. So, So let me explain. So Ula's aunt or uncle was on that lottery visa that that guy that crashed into the people in New York and said, hey, you know, hey, we're pulling your your name. You get to come to America. We, I'm not going to vet you. We're not going to do anything, but we're going to bring some people from Bangladesh because we don't have enough people from Bangladesh here. George Harrison didn't do enough for those people, I guess. So uh, back in the late 60s, early 70s. So anyway, uh, with that big concert, oh, Hare Krishna. So, uh, um, so... So the aunt or uncle got it. Then he sponsored their brother or sister, which would have been one of Ula's uh, brothers or sisters, depending on which one it was that got in here. And then the then that mom and dad uh, uh, brought in their uh, their chain, and they brought in Ula, who is a pillar of strength in the community. Twenty eight years old at the time, he was he's seventeen, so he got in on this visa as a child of that person. And uh, now we have potentially could have had. Lots of people dead. Here's Trump talking about it. There have now been two terrorist attacks in New York City in recent weeks carried out by foreign nationals here on green cards. The first attacker came through the visa lottery and the second through chain migration. We're going to end both of them. The lottery system and chain migration. We're going to end them fast. Congress must get involved immediately and they are involved immediately. And I can tell you, we have tremendous support. They will be ended. 
Scotty? Um, you know, many thoughts. Uh, first of all, there's no real solution to this this problem that we're facing, this Muslim radical extreme. Well, there, I mean, let me put it this way. There are pro, there are solutions to this. I don't think we're willing to, uh, to admit to it and to implement them yet. This is kind of the new reality we now face as a nation. The horrible thing, as you pointed out a moment ago, is that the left still wants loads of Muslim migrants pouring in, right? Coming back to this visa lottery, what, so you spin a wheel, and if you're lucky, you get in. And and whose idea was this chain migration thing? Uh, I think it happened in 1965. Okay. Ted Kennedy. All right. Well, thanks, Ted, for, for doing this. I'm pretty sure no other country has this. Um, and I think it might... My, 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 uh, thought on this would be, can we do chain deportation? So that means if you actually come over here and you're not productive, you're ultimately destructive, we can deport everybody that's associated and related to you. I think that would solve the DACA problem because uh, all, they're, all they're concerned about is you're going to break up families. Hey, guess what? We don't have to break up families anymore. We're shipping the whole family home. Exactly. And, and Bangladesh, by the way, apparently is not on the list of countries that is part of the, the ban, as we call it, the travel ban. Uh, and look, in this case, we're just lucky that it seems like most of the smart terrorists are already dead. So we've got idiots like this guy. The only thing he managed to successfully do is blow a hole in himself. I think uh, Bangladesh is over there near Pakistan. The only thing I know about it is, my sweet Lord, hallelujah. Nah, yeah, exactly. With little uh, George Harrison uh, introduced that song at the concert for the Bangladesh. Okay. My cousin gave me the box set of those albums. The only song on there that I understood was My Sweet Lord, bunch of Hare Krishna, uh, weird sitar music. But, yeah. you know, hey, George is, that was George. Hey, so according to the, this is the part that's going to really make you mad. According to the lawyer for the New York chapter of the Council on American Islamic Relations, also known as CARE, Ula's family is outraged by the behavior of law enforcement in the hours after the bombing. Listen to this. We are also outraged by the behavior of the law enforcement officials who have held children as small as four years old out in the cold and who pulled a teenager out of high school classes to interrogate him without a lawyer, without his parents. These are not the sorts of actions we expect from our justice system. I have one comment. Boo freaking who? Yeah, um, CARE is like a front group for Muslim terrorists in this country. Uh, there's nothing, I mean, everything about them, every stance they take is wrong. Uh, maybe if they got their way, we could go ahead and prosecute this guy under Sharia law, Ed. Uh, yeah, that would be good. Yeah. That would be good. I hey, think that's ultimately what they want. I think uh, I think we, they should get the ultimate in, in, uh, in respect and well-treated because he's been here for 11 years, and he's not American citizen, and... He doesn't obey American law, and what is it about him that we like? Nothing. Uh, the only good thing is he didn't manage to kill people, and the and and I'm just thankful that we he like managed. we like that that he's that he's incompetent. Yeah, I also like the fact that he's really hurt himself really bad, and I hope he's in a lot of pain right now. Yeah, I have a, uh, somebody sent me a meme, and I posted it on Facebook. It said, "I'm I'm fa I've fallen and I can't blow up." <laughs> oh, that's good. So, uh, that's and if you good. see the picture, his his stomach is all burned. It doesn't. It doesn't <laughs> It doesn't look uh, very pleasant mm. uh, as far as how it's feeling. Uh, SBA NYPD, uh, which is the Sergeant's Benevolent Association of the New York Police Department, tweeted out, Family of Port Authority bombing suspect is outrage and investigators tactics. Uh, outrage? Let me get let me let me get this correct. Your son walks in a public place wearing a bomb and you're outraged at the behavior of the police. Too bad. Get over it. 
So uh, I say, too bad, get over it. Let's get on to the next fun thing that's going on. Yep. Okay, so uh, something's fishy about the allegations against Trump. Now that the Democrats have won the Alabama special election. You know what I think? I think you should go home to Greenbow, Alabama. Yeah, we love that. Love that line. Uh, so uh, the, we lost. So the, the Dems got the, the Alabama special election. And the Russia investigation is falling apart. Their strategy is to relitigate sexual misconduct of Donald Trump when and, he was a I, private citizen. And I know we weren't going to necessarily talk about Alabama, but it was, a, it was a big deal. And it just underscores the fact that there are two parties in this country. There's the dangerous, destructive party, otherwise known as the Democrats. And then there's the stupid party, otherwise known as the Republicans. It just seems to me that since Trump has been elected, we've been trying to yank defeat out of the jaws of victory like Ever since the people of Alabama, you botched this thing major. You you picked the wrong candidate. And by the way, for the record, we all know that Trump did uh, support his opponent, Luther Strange. So you can't blame Trump for this. You, you picked the wrong candidate, and then you don't elect him. So the the problem is that that has, of course, repercussions for the rest of it in this country because of the fact you guys can't get your act together and you blew it. I'll I'll make one comment here. People Please. people voted, and this is what people are saying. Hey, uh, decency won. Decency went out, but you know what? We don't know what, and and, I, and again, I'll say this for the 999th time. I'm not saying that Roy Moore is innocent or guilty, any of that. I'm not supporting him, but we don't know for sure what happened 38 years ago in these allegations, in these sexual misconduct allegations for a 70-year-old guy when he was 30, 32 in there. But what we do know, so, you know, we could say, hey, we don't know if he did or not. Let's just not elect him just be, just in case. So in other words, we're calling him guilty. But what we do know is that uh, Doug Jones, the guy that got elected because we couldn't, we couldn't take a stand on anything or we had to convict him before, we know that he's, he's for open borders. We know that he's for higher taxes. We know that he supports late-term abortion. And we can go on and on and on. We know he's against everything that we're for or he's for things that we're against. And you guys couldn't decide because some guy, when he was 30, he's 70 now, um, might have touched somebody inappropriately. Kind of, uh, well, well, we'll go into some more detail in a minute. Good here. job, Alabama. Yeah, exactly, dummies. So, uh, so three women have publicly accused Trump of sexual harassment or assault. Samantha Holvey, Jessica Leeds, and Rachel Crooks. Held a, they held a pres, pre, uh, press conference on Monday alongside a filmmaker named John Greenwald who says he's making a movie about them. I would watch the Miss USA pageant every year and dream of being one of those beautiful, successful, incredibly confident women. These dreams never included a man lining us all up to look us over like we were pieces of meat. These dreams never included a man coming into the backstage hair and makeup area while I sat naked under a robe as he walked around looking at us like we were his property before he moved into the dressing room. And these dreams certainly never included this same man becoming president of the United States. Well, again, you know what? You guys don't know it, but while... Well, we're on the radio. You can't see us, but I'm sitting here in the in the studio with Scott, completely naked, other than my underwear, my pants, and my socks, and my shoes, and my shirt. Other than that, I am <laughs> naked here, and uh, don't even ask me about how Scott is dressed. 
Well, I won't say, but I will say this. Uh, so let me get this straight. You're in a beauty pageant, but you don't want anybody to look at you. Because that's nope. what she just said. Exactly. And and the fact you may not want him to be the president, but isn't that kind of the point of a, of a beauty pageant, right? Isn't a beauty pageant kind of just a display of... Uh, of what's the word I'm looking for? Um, and by the way, they're not looking at your talent really either. What's they're it? just not. What's the word I'm looking for that when you love yourself too much? Conceit? No. Uh, uh, we kept saying it about Obama all those years. Uh, He's too narcissistic. There you go. Isn't isn't a beauty pageant just a display of narcissism? You know what? Oh, I wanted to be a picture of confidence and and beauty and have nobody look at me. I don't know. So uh, you know what's what's a, what is and why is she naked under a robe anyways? Who who set that up? I don't know. That's uh, what's that got? What's that got, how did that even happen? Why are you naked under your clothes? I won't say. All right, I'm gonna call your wife. Okay. So uh, so Bill O'Reilly, who's then this this is a this is a big one. If you haven't heard this, Bill O'Reilly, who's himself no stranger to mis- sexual misconduct allegations, made an intriguing revelation when he was on Glenn Beck's show this week. There is a tape an audio tape of a anti-Trump person offering $200,000 to a woman to accuse Donald Trump of untoward behavior. So, uh, you know, you have talked to me about this. You've talked to me about this tape. You've talked to me about it privately as, as well with, with additional information. Um, are, is this tape going to be released or? Well, I may have to. I may have to go to the U.S. Attorney myself. I don't want to have to do that and inject myself into the story. But there are. I had my lawyer listen to the tape. My attorney. Right. He's listened to it. There are at least three crimes on the tape. So, as a citizen, I may have to do this. I, I will tell you, yeah. Bill, that, I, you know, that's what, the first thing that you said, you said, well, I'm trying to get it. I'm trying to get it, you know, so it could be released. It needs to be released. And you weren't talking about getting it for you to release it, but it's, it had to be out there. And I think the first time I said to you, you I mean, if they don't, you got to bring it to the U.S. attorney. I, if, I listen I, again. It's in the hands of someone who knows the seriousness of the situation. All right. What is their hesitancy? And- I, you know, I can't really get into that at, at this point, but I can tell you that Donald Trump knows about the tape, that the president knows it. And I'm, for the life of me, sitting here going, why on earth are you allowing a movement to try to smear you when you have a powerful, and I mean it's powerful, piece of evidence that shows this is an industry, that there are false charges and money changing hands. I think that's the end of the clip, Ed. Okay. Then. I was, I was <laughs> We're wait- waiting for more. I was, um, waiting for, I was waiting for more. So, uh, you know, when we listen to this, you know, you, you listen to the people and people start believing these people. Hey, believe in them. Oh, they have such vivid, such vivid stories. You know they're telling the truth. But you know what? For $200,000, someone's off- offering you $200,000 to do this. Number one, who has that kind of money to do it? Uh, Democrat National Committee, uh, Hillary Clinton, all those people that donate to the Hillary Foundation, that kind of that kind of that kind of stuff. But, you know, when you think about it, if it wasn't true, how can they be telling these these detail, this these stories with such details and sincerity? Two hundred thousand dollars. That's why. 
Well, it's apparent that the left has found its new political weapon, and that is the claims of sexual harassment. And obviously that can be kind of vague, and you can have people that are, you know, not even, they don't even come forward as far as their names, they're anonymous sources, this and there. All I can say looking at this, this mess, which by the way, it seems to have entrapped more people on the left than on the right. Oh, yeah, it's exploding in their yeah. faces. I, I'm really glad, though, that I'm married and I'm not in the dating game. I don't even know how to approach a woman in this time, like, without being sued, you know, or, or slandered. I mean, how would you how would you even, like, ask somebody out on a date? I know. I, <laughs> you know, I, know I, mean? I, told, I think I mentioned before that my uh, trainer said his, uh, his uh, 10-year-old kid came home and said, Hey, Mom, Dad, you know what I learned today? I learned that holding hands with a girl is sexual harassment. <laughs> oh. Say, uh, that's not good. That's not teaching the. And you know what? Uh, a lot of people said, you know, Trump made a comment. I don't even know these people. I never did this. I don't even know these people. And people are coming out with pictures of, hey, here's a picture of these two girls with Donald Trump. Well, one of them looks like they look like uh, Donald Trump back in the, uh, uh, you know, book signing days of the art of the deal. But it looks like, hey, here I am. I'm standing in line taking pictures. And I say, you know what? I have pictures with a lot of celebrities. That won't remember me, and they certainly wouldn't say they know me. Hey, I'm good friends with uh, with this guy and Gary Sinise and Mel Gibson and and uh, John Boyd and Sticks and all these people that I've had. Scott McAfee. With. Scott McAfee, but you know, Scott <laughs> McAfee, maybe Gary Sinise be the only ones that would know my name if if uh, you mentioned to him. Hey, do you know this guy? He had a picture with you. Nah, I don't know him. So hey, we're all at time for part one of the main event. Uh, stick around for some uh, commercials and traffic, and uh, we'll be right back with more of this. And welcome back to part two of the main event. This is Ed Hoffman, president of Wholesale Capital Corporation. I don't talk about uh, mortgages and finance a lot on this show because I found over uh, as I finished my 10th year on the air, I found that uh, the more I talk about uh, mortgages and finance, the more people just kind of change the station over to somebody who's talking about politics. Or uh, so we talk about what's going on here. And uh, but if you hear somebody that you relate to on the radio and you need any mortgage financing, you need to reverse mortgage, you need to refinance, you need to buy a new house, or you need to get your kids uh, pre-qualified so they can move out of your house. Call me toll free at 855-640-2020. 855-640-2020. Nobody does it better or faster. Uh, 855-640-2020. And uh, don't forget our listener hotline. Uh, so if I say anything that inspires you or makes you mad, Feel free to call listener hotline and give me your opinion. It's 855-640-2092. I might just play your clip like this one. Mr. Hoffman, I just listened to your program. You're talking about lump stocks and how you're inspired. Please go to the YouTube demonstration of various people who are showing how that lump stocks work, and you'll find out that you're incorrect about your information. Stop depending on conspiracies because you ruin the things that you talk about, and then they say, well, if you believe this stuff, how can I believe other stuff? You know, leave it up to uh, Alex Jones, please. Okay, well, I hate to sound like an Alex Jones guy, and I hate to be a conspiracy theorist, but it just doesn't seem right what happened in Vegas, and they just don't have any information for us, and I think something's being hidden. But I will tell you what I did do after I heard, got this message is I did go to YouTube, because I mentioned last week that uh, Angel Lopez, a friend of mine that's uh, a... Uh, 
a military guy who actually fired uh, machine guns in, in Afghanistan, said that he could hear on the tape, it's definitely a machine gun a machine because the, of the because of the way it's firing. And I talked about this last week. So I went to YouTube, and there's a whole bunch of them. I listened to about six of them where they compare how a semi-automatic AR-15 fires. You know, bam, 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 how fast you can fire it. And here's with the bump stock. And the bump stock is really close. Really close. And when I hear the tape of uh, Las Vegas, I really can't tell. You know, it could have been a bump stock. But uh, but Angel, who Angel who actually fired machine guns and knows what they sound like up close, he seems to think there's no question it's a, it's a, a belt-driven machine gun. I don't know for sure. And after hearing this call, I listened to it. I was surprised how fast those bump stocks uh, uh, fire. They fire really pretty close to a machine gun. So, so maybe it, maybe it was a bump stock. I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell, but you know what I find is funny of all the things we bag on, on the show. This is the one thing this guy got offended by. Uh, yeah, exactly. But but I have, every time I bring it up, people think I'm a conspiracy theorist, but I just don't, well, that's because you not, are. I, well, I just don't. <laughs> to me, it just something something doesn't fit there. Mm. So anyway, I won't I won't go into that anymore. Um, so before the before the break, we were talking about uh, the sexual harassment things, and we were almost done with it. But uh, you know, we talked about uh, hey, you know what? I just don't believe some of these stories. And we were talking before the show, and they say, well, you know what? When you go back to that that tape of the on the hot mic that with Billy Bush that Trump talked about what you can do. And I say, hey, you know what? He wasn't saying that on a mic. He was saying it to another guy. And I've talked about this many times about how guys talk to guys when there's no girls around. And, uh, and you know, and most of the time it's not true. But we just exaggerate because that's how guys are. I pulled this little clip out from 1984. Oh, I don't know, 34 years, 33 years ago. Uh, figured it was probably 34 years ago because they probably filmed it in 1983. And it's a movie you all know, but it's a little scene from Footloose. We started dancing, right? Slow dancing. Like we were stuck to each other. Now, eventually, it's obvious to me that she wants to do more than dance, right? So we left the place. On the way to the car, she's already got her tongue in my ear, right? <laughs> we get to the car. She says we can't go back to her place because of her roommate, right? But she says, hey, that's no problem. She's got these seats in the car that recline back. All the way back, if you know what I'm saying. All the way? But I shit you. Right? She rips my shirt open. She's clawing my chest. She, she's, she's biting my neck. And I'll... Really? No. Yeah, but we did dance. We danced our asses off. Well, you know, we cut out a little bit of the intensity part that really is guy talk. But, uh, you know, this is Salem Radio. We have to be respectful. But you know what? The important part of that clip was, really? No. But we did dance. <laughs> we just talked smack. That's all. Exactly. So, you know what? I would just wouldn't say I wouldn't say that 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 uh, hidden mic stuff from Billy Bush was corroborating evidence that Trump does that stuff. So, uh, but, you know, guys are guys. Yes, we are. Yeah, so uh, let's go on to the next topic, conflicts of interest. Every week we learn about more ways that Robert Mueller's investigation in the Russian election meddling is rife with conflicts of interest. This week, a senior Department of Justice official who was demoted for not disclosing meetings with Fusion GPS representatives is also married to a former member of former employee of Fusion GPS, the firm behind the infamous Trump Russia dossier. Bruce Orr who happens to look just like our Democrat congressman, Mark DeCano, 
um, the first Gaijin in con- in Congress. Uh, Mark Orr or Bruce Orr was the was the demoted DOJ official, and he's married to Nelly H. Orr, who works who worked for Fusion GPS in the summer and fall of 2016, just about the time that they would be trying to come up with something to keep Trump from being uh, elected. Then Tuesday night, the text messages between uh, Peter Strzok, the FBI agent who Mueller fired from the Russian probe, and we talked about uh, in this, in, uh, in detail last week, and his mistress, Lisa Page, also an FBI agent who was briefly part of Mueller's team. Absolutely. She was part of Peter Stork's team. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Sounds I, uh, like. Sounds like, apparently. Uh, so I want to know more about that, mistress. <laughs> What's up with that? That just kind of is thrown in there, and all of a sudden, oh. Well, what what what? There's a scandal within a scandal. We had it? we had a bunch of that information, but we had a bunch of that information, but we had to cut it out with mm. that part of that bummer with the last part of that scene from Footloose. So, because uh, it can't be on the radio, we probably we need to get a, t- a cable TV show. Um, <clears throat> so uh, Tuesday night, the, the text messages were sent to Congress. Here's the story in Politico: 375 texts were handed over the night before Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein faced a prolonged grilling in front of the House Judiciary Committee. The exchanges show Page and Strzok mocking Trump as early as mid 2015. And here's one. Here's here's a couple of the. Here I'll I'll read one. You read one. Okay. Responding to a Washington Post story about Trump saying it hadn't been proven that Russian President Vladimir Putin had killed anyone, Page Page wrote, "What an utter idiot." In March of 2016, a message page exclaimed, God, Trump is loathsome human being. Oh, my God, he's an idiot. He's awful, replied Stork. And by the way, I don't like people on investigative uh, uh, groups that I can't even pronounce their damn name. I know, exactly. Stork. Because someone's going to make fun. hell is that? What kind of name is that? Someone from L.A. is going to call in and make fun of how we're talking. Mm. Don't you know how to talk? Don't you know how to to, uh, pronounce S? (laughs) T-Z-R-O. It's S-T-R-Z-O-K. Stork. Yeah, I went, I went to high school and college, and that's just not proper proper uh, English to spell no. something like that. Uh, the agent sometimes expressed respect or outright support for Democratic presidential candidate Hillary Clinton. God, Hillary should win $100 million to zero, stroke, Strzok <laughs> wrote in March 2016, called himself a conservative Dem. Yeah, but and by the way, those are the same odds that all the cable news uh, shows were giving Hillary. It was like a million to one that that Hillary would win. So, so basically, he's thinking that there shouldn't be one person in this country that should vote for Trump. Right. Also, did you hear Trump made a comment about the size of his D's point uh, earlier? Is Anthony Weiner? Yeah, there you go. This man cannot be president. Page said in the later in the exchange. There are hints in the messages about the concern over Russian influence on the campaign. In July 2016, Page expressed concerns that Sandernistas, that's uh, Bernie Sanders supporters, uh, might undercut Clinton's campaign. I'm not worried about them. I'm worried about the anarchist Assanges, that's Julian Assange, who will take federal information and disclose it to disrupt, Strzok said. The following month after exchanging more disparaging messages about Trump's response to the gold to gold star father, Kaiser Khan, the guy on... Uh, on uh, that they introduced at the uh, Democratic National Committee, uh, Page appears to suggest that to Strzok that he needs to save the country from Trump. Listen to this. Maybe you're meant to stay where you are because you're meant to protect the country from that menace. Page wrote, "I can protect our country at many levels." Strzok replied. In a hearing before <laughs> the House Judiciary Committee on Wednesday, Congressman Jim Jordan raked Attorney General, Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein over the over the coals about these texts. 
Peter Strzok, January 10th, he's the guy who changes the exoneration letter from gross negligence, criminal standard to extreme carelessness. July 2nd, he's the guy who sets in on the Clinton interview. July 5th, 2016, that's when Comey has the press conference and says, we're not going to prosecute. Clinton's okay. We're not going to prosecute. And then August 2016, we have this text message. The same month that the Russian investigation is opened at the FBI, August 2016. And my guess is that's the same month that the application was taken to the FISA court to get the warrants to spy on Americans. Using this dossier that the Clinton campaign paid for, Democrats paid for, fake news, all dressed up, taken to the court. So I got really just a couple basic questions. Because it seems to me if the answer to any of, these, of those two questions, if the answer is yes, if you guys paid Christopher Steele at the same time the Democrats in the Clinton campaign were painting, or if you took the dossier, dressed it all up, took it to the FISA court, and used that as the basis to get warrants, and now we have intent in this, in this text message saying that there's another text message my colleague referenced it earlier, where Mr. Strzok says, I can protect our country at many levels, says it with all the humility he could muster. I can protect our country at many levels. This guy thought he was super agent James Bond at the FBI. This is obvious. I'm afraid we can't take that risk. We can't. There's no way we can let the American people make Donald Trump the next president. I got to protect our country. This is unbelievable. And I'm here to tell you, Mr. Rosenstein, I think the public trust in this whole thing is gone. I would agree with that. And I think Jim Jordan really ices the cake when he, he keeps going to connect the dots to the collusion against Trump right here. This is what a lot of Americans are believing right now. And I certainly do that the Comey FBI and the Obama Justice Department worked with one campaign to go after the other campaign. That's what everything points to. Think about what we've learned in the last several weeks. We, we first learned they paid for the dossier. Then we learned about Peter Strzok. And last week we learned about Bruce Orr and his wife, Nellie. I mean, this is unbelievable. So what's it going to take to get a second special counsel to answer these questions and find out, was Peter Strzok really up to what I think he was? We need a second special counsel to investigate the first special counsel. Well, I don't know that they're <laughs> investigating the special counsel, but oh. they're investigating something that is being uncovered by the special counsel. And this is... Uh, <sighs> All I know uh, is this stuff costs millions of dollars, and it's for nothing. There's it's like more nothing than millions, here. It's gazillions, probably. Of and who's paying for it? Well, it's not the first lower half of the country that doesn't pay any taxes. It's those of us that are paying taxes. Uh, but you know, then Trey Gowdy got his turn. What in the hell is going on with the Department of Justice and the FBI? This agent in the middle of almost everything related to Secretary Clinton and President Trump sent pro-Clinton texts, anti-Trump texts to his paramour. Then he went on, if that weren't enough, to belittle Trump supporters by saying he could smell them at a Walmart in Virginia. This is who we were told we needed to have an objective, impartial, fair, conflict of interest-free investigation. What happens when people who are supposed to cure the conflict of interest have even greater conflicts of interest than those they replace? Yep, this is this unbelievable. In fact, you know what? What? Why you should care about this? Why you should care about this is because it's, it's like a scene from from the movie The Firm, which I don't have queued up really right here, but where Tom Cruise says, "Hey, you know what? I was a I was while they're asking him why he went to law school, he says he goes, uh, I was a P 
pizza delivery guy. My boss didn't know very good English. He knew less about taxes. The IRS came in and shut him down. It scared me. And, he, and Gene Hackman says, what, being out of work? He says, no, what the government can do to anybody. And you know what? When you think, think about this, look at, all, look at what the government's doing to try, and, to try and find stuff on Trump. And then look at, what, look at what was going on behind the scenes to try and keep him from being president, regardless of the will of the people. Well, look what they're doing to Michael Flynn, too, by the way. I mean, look, you, you can you, you run out of money. You, you can't defend yourself financially against the full might of the federal government if they really want to go after you. You know, exactly. they have unlimited resources. Yeah, there's a guy who, who served a, a complete honorable career in the military, was a general or a lieutenant general. And then they then they just decide they're going to go after him and. I don't know the full extent of what what they caught him doing, but I don't think it was espionage, and uh, and they just they broke him. No, yeah, and and the funny thing is, from when you when you stand back and you look at this whole big picture thing, I have leftist friends who are calling me and saying, "Oh, Flynn's gonna sing like a bird now, and it's all gonna go down." And I think I actually have lunch uh, lunch uh, bets with these guys that they think Trump's gonna be impeached within a year, and I'm like, Dude, "It's just it's just not gonna happen." I mean, I hate to burst your bubble, it's just not gonna happen. And and when when I asked them to explain to me, you explained to me how it is that Russia caused Hillary to lose the election. I mean, how did that actually transpire? And I never get a coherent answer because there is no answer to this. There's nothing there. Exactly. It's like nothing. It's like, hey, uh, Barack Obama did it. Why? How did he do that? I don't know. Uh, he he told everybody not to vote for him. Well, I guess. I mean, and I even tell them, it's like, look, there's part that would have loved to have seen Obama impeached, but I gave up on that fantasy a long time ago and you guys need to do likewise because it ain't going to happen. Exactly, exactly. And it's just... Uh, People need to think. I mean, that's all I whole reason to do this show is people need to think. You guys need to look at stuff and and just hey, you know what? CNN said this and uh, MSNBC said this. I don't even believe the stuff that Fox says. Yeah, although Fox says makes makes more sense to me, but I listen to it and I think about it. Does this make sense? And use your brains. Use your brains and try to try to relate it to your own life experiences and say, well, I don't. No, I don't know. You know, let's talk. Let's talk about. Uh, we got about ten minutes left. Let's talk about the uh, the tax bill. Okay. The House and Senate conference reached a, a deal on the tax bill this week, uh, and of course, we're recording Friday morning. So, if you're listening on Saturday, things could have changed. Although things could change. Uh, all the things could have changed by the time this this airs. Here's where we are on Friday morning. Uh, a top the top individual tax rate went down from thirty nine point six to thirty seven percent. Lower than both the House and Senate said it would be in the recent weeks. But you know what? It doesn't affect most people. Uh, if you make, I think you have to hit a million dollars to get 39.6. Okay, it cuts a couple of 2.6 2. off. The top corporate rate is being lowered from 35 to 21. What, what happened to 20%? Who, stuck, who snuck that extra 1% in there? I don't there, know. That's way. something in the last, in the last, that's 1% higher than what the uh, House and Senate bill did. Um, and it's six percent higher than where Trump wanted. He wanted to drop it from thirty-five to fifteen. I remember that he was okay with twenty. Now he's okay with twenty-one. Yeah, it's what's one one more percent. If that makes a big difference to you guys, uh, pre, uh, preserves the the estate tax pres preservation of the estate tax. That's the death tax. Why? Yeah, I looked at that and I went, huh? 
Because it's one of the most significant things about the tax plan was eliminating the fact that if you accumulated an estate or something of value over the course of your life, which you already paid taxes on, you've already paid taxes on that income, that property, whatever, and now you're going to be taxed, or I'm sorry, you're, you're, uh, you're, the people that inherit your estate are going to be taxed upon that. That makes no sense whatsoever. And the fact they left it, it makes no sense to me at all. I don't know who's and I don't, And I don't even know why it's in here because I thought we were trying to make a change in the tax code to stimulate the economy. That That's a non-issue. That does need, that does they, nothing. They also left in the alternative minimum tax, which I was excited that they were, because think about this. You guys have big mortgages. You're writing this stuff off. You're writing off your property taxes. You're writing off this, writing off that. If you make over 160,000 bucks a year and up to about 260, your your tax write-offs are limited because the alternative minimum tax wipes out some of them. If you make over 260, and it might be 270, it might be 250, but somewhere in there, if you make more than that, the alternative minimum tax eliminates anything you write off for, for mortgage interest. It eliminates your property taxes. You say, and some of you guys send me uh, texts and emails and tweets and all that stuff, and you say, hey, you know what, you're wrong. I still write that stuff off. Hey, I collect it too, and I give it to my tax man. But Brooke told me, hey, you know what, if you had more mortgage interest here on your Schedule A, it won't make any difference because you write it off and the alternative minimum tax just cancels it out. So what that means is if you're writing off your property, your, your, if you make more than 260 and you're, uh, and you're putting in your mortgage interest, when you when you get your taxes done this year, ask your tax guy, hey, hey my bottom line is I got to send another 5000 or my bottom line is I'm getting a $100 refund or whatever it is. Then say, take out my mortgage interest on Schedule A and tell me what my bottom line is. It'll be exactly the same. Okay. Hey, I'll get to write it off. Yeah, but you, you don't even understand how the tax code works. And I'm not saying that I do, but I ask a lot of questions and then I think. So the alternative minimum tax is being left in. That sucks. Okay, the deduction for serious medical expenses. If you got insurance, you don't have anything serious to deduct. So this is a non-issue. This is just pandering to the to the people that oh, you're hurting us. This is gonna kill people. Uh, and they they left that in all of which the House bill would have eliminated. It eliminates the Obamacare penalty. Okay, that's that's a that's cool. Uh, caps caps the state and local tax deductions at ten thousand. Okay, that's uh, they were gonna take that out completely. And the new limits on deductions for mortgage interest, capping the popular deduction for interest on the mortgage debt at seven hundred fifty thousand for newly purchased homes, a higher cap of uh, higher cap than five hundred thousand, which is the House bill, and the Senate wanted one million. Most of this stuff doesn't mean mean much to me, other than why are they uh, why are they getting rid of the alternative minimum tax? Uh, but you know what? They shouldn't have called this a middle class tax cut. They should have been. This is a this is a uh, a uh, fundamental fundamental transformation of our tax code to stimulate the economy because the only thing that's important is we're dropping the corporate rate. Yeah, that's the only thing that's relevant out of all of this. And the more we talk about this, the more my head spins because our tax code is so freaking confusing. Nobody can understand it anyways. Um, and a lot of these deductions, look, I got four kids and a house. Yes, it's been great to have deductions for kids, deductions for house. But guess what? Nobody has kids to get a tax write-off. Well, and we don't buy houses. Legal aliens do. <laughs> Good point. Uh, and nobody buys a house to get a, a quote write-off. I I would just rather get rid of all of these write-offs. Just make it a flat freaking tax where everybody has skin in the game. Everybody pays a percentage of their income, and that's it. We we don't need all this 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 mishmash. But but as you said, look if if they get the corporate rate from thirty five percent, which as far as I know is the highest in the industrialized world, down to even twenty one percent. Let's leave it right there. We don't need any more one percent increases, please. If we can do that. 
that will be huge. I mean, we've already kind of seen the stock market react a little bit to the possibility of this happening. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know. Some, um, some of your Democrat fans out there are going to say, well, look, they did this tax cut. All it did was help the rich people. Guess what? Those are the employers. When they cut the corporate corporate tax, it's going to save money for the employers. Your employers can do more for their employees. They can give raises. They can hire more people. They can buy more equipment. They can create more jobs. More jobs mean for you realtors who, for the life of me, are 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 you know the National Association of Real Real Estate and Realtors and uh, California Association Association of Realtors says this tax tax reform is a loser because we're get because it's limiting anything having to do with the mortgage tax uh, uh, deduction. You know what? Guess what? People don't buy houses because they get a tax deduction. They buy tax. They buy houses because they want to own and they have jobs. That will create more more. And and for those of you that are out there that are realtors that listen to me because I'm in in the same business as you, but you don't understand any of this. Okay, pull your heads out of your butts. Stop listening to the National Association of Realtors. You'll have more buyers because more people have jobs, so they can qualify for a house. Has nothing to do with your mortgage interest. Stop buying into that stuff that your that your uh, that your uh, political action committee is telling you. Right. And the one point the Dems have made, well, this is going to create more, uh, add more to the deficit. This is, sounds like the first time they've ever actually cared about the deficit. Uh, and, and I really, you know, I'm going to concede that point. Yes, if you're if you're bringing in less revenue from people, that means that means you are going to increase your debt. Well, first of all, why, why don't we start focusing on cutting, right? Because we haven't really got into that yet, but start cutting back on expenses. Um, and and uh, but but the, the theory, though, is the theory is, as you said, if businesses have to pay less in taxes, they can hire more people there's more people contributing more people contributing to the tax base and therefore you're actually going to net increase in income that's the theory and it makes sense to me exactly uh here's uh here's what uh, paul ryan said on thursday the tax cut and jobs act you know what's making about it's about making jobs grow in this economy it's about middle class incomes going higher this is about giving people the ability to make ends meet and to plan for the future i'm so excited that we're on the cusp of this great accomplishment. And if Congress acts by Christmas, people are going to see gains very soon. Yeah, it's uh, we need to stop uh, focusing on how much we saved money on our taxes and uh, concentrate on more how, how much is this going to stimulate the economy because you can't give enough tax money back to change anybody's life, really. Well, let's just hope they actually get it done, Ed. And personally, I'm not holding my breath. You know, I hope they get it done. But I'm not holding my breath in. Hey, absolutely. Hey, if, if we inspired you and you want to say something about this show, 855-640-2092 is a listener hotline. Scott, thanks for helping me out today. It always loads of fun. And uh, everybody, uh, thanks for listening to the main event. My name's Ed Hoffman. I'll be back again with you next week. The content of this program is not intended to be legal advice. The views expressed are those of Ed Hoffman and his invited guests and do not necessarily reflect the views or policies of Wholesale Capital Corporation. WCC is licensed by the California Bureau of Real Estate Broker License Number 01147747 and California Finance Lenders License Number 603K610. Also licensed in Arizona by the Arizona Department of Financial Institutions. MB Number 096199.